Hello and welcome back to Rantomeisters. We are back after our illness-induced hiatus. Um, I'm certainly healthy. I'm Ben. I'm your host. Uh, for those of you who have listened to the uh, Morty and Fitch pub quiz recently, I am the Jacket Potato in Team Jacket Potato and Cheesy Beans. But something a bit different this week. Uh, my topping is elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. So Cheesy Beans is still quite poorly. Um, so he's not here. So it's me flying solo this week. Uh, a bare jacket potato on its own, on a plate, out of his depth. No, I'm not out of my depth, not really. Um, we will be hearing from Such Easy Beans a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, because of James's absence, um, we thought, as we've had two weeks off already, we thought it would be too far to expect you to wait three weeks for an episode of Randomizers. So I'm here on my own. Uh, I'm going to go through some rants I've had this week. Um, we're not sticking to the A to Z this time. We will be back when James is fit and healthy, ready for our I episode, which should be a lot of fun. I'm hoping it should be a lot of fun. Um, and yes, so here we are. Um, I've learned a new Spanish phrase today, which I'm going to try and uh, attribute to myself, which is El Diablo Melodico. Yeah, I know what it means, but I'm leaving it with the rest of you to uh, decide what it means. Um, but yeah, so we've got some random rants on my part coming up. We have one of James's rants, which he's sent in from his deathbed, which I'll play a little bit later. And we've got loads of feedback from you guys, which is amazing as always. Um, I only put a tweet out literally today, nine hours ago, and I've got loads of things that everyone is really cross about. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I'll get to those as well. But yeah, so we're back. And my first rant uh, this week is going to be illnesses. Now, it was going to be something I'd saved for uh, the I show, but I think it's pretty apt. So, yeah, I've been, I have been laid low. I had a really heavy cold a couple of weeks ago. And it just makes you feel awful. I uh, I said on the uh, Morton Fitch pub quiz that I was experiencing some sexy phlegm. Boy, was I. And that, that phlegm went on my chest. It made me feel even worse. And I mentioned before that before Christmas this year, I suffered with, with um, shingles. And that nerve pain has come back as a result of my cold. So for about a week, to paraphrase a BT advert from sort of late 80s, early 90s, it was not good to talk. It bloody hurt. Um, so I'm on tablets and I'm on means no booze, which probably isn't such a bad thing. But hey ho. Uh, and yeah, James is also James thinks he's got tonsillitis or he's just got incredibly strong man flu. So all this stuff's going around. It just makes you feel lousy. I'm just sick of it. I know that, that it seems to go around schools and uh, other people that in our sort of circle of madness have said how poorly they are um and again the, the, the blues voice the blues voice but uh illnesses always hit you when you really don't want them any sort of illness my son's just been had chicken pox for the last well last week he had it and it took him a good week to get over it i mean what you know some of them when you get things you just think that, that you ask the doctor good faith you go to the doctor and you either have to wait three weeks for an appointment, which you'll probably be better by then. Or they just give you a tablet without looking at you, which 
It's all fine and dandy, but it still makes you feel horrific. I'm on these new tablets now, and they've one of the side effects is one, they're a sedative. Two, they give you like a hangover type feel in the morning. Oh, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. It's been a week now, and I can't remember the last time I had a full night's kip because you feel so rough. When you've got colds, you're bunged up, can't breathe, then it get coughs, you're coughing all night, it keeps you up. Then you know you're going to pass it on to your immediate family. You just think, oh, this is too much. I had three days off work last week, sick, because I just couldn't face it. I had to drive. I've got like a 50-mile round trip to get to work. I couldn't face it. Banging headache. Couldn't eat. Couldn't talk. Couldn't really sleep. Couldn't drink. Nightmare. Nightmare. But everyone's poorly at the moment. Um, Fitch has made it clear that he's poorly again. He's been battling tonsillitis. He's, he seems to be the worst luck in the world when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to illnesses. Um, and I mean, we've heard from other people on the feedback as well that um, uh, Millwall Chris is one who's been poorly as well, but. We will cover that a little bit later. We've had a voice message in from someone uh, and it all stems from a rant about what happened on that podcast. So wait and see on that. I'm not sure anyone really likes being ill. It puts you all out of sorts. And no one really enjoys a chunder. Not even a tactical chunder. Really? It's a horrible feeling. Makes you feel mean. At least when you do it when you're drunk, you can sort of forget it. But... Anyway, it's enough about vomit. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm talking about vomit. I'm. This is weird, me doing this on my own. Um, I haven't done one of these on my own since, I think, episode four, which is probably the food special. It was weird then. It's weird now. Um, I miss my little buddy. This is his face in the corner of the screen. Um, but here we are. We're ranting. Being ill sucks. And then when you when you think you're getting over it, you get something else because your immune system's so low. And you think, oh, here we go again. It's not cold, it's a chest infection. It's not a chest infection, it's a cough, it's a temperature. But then, and it, what I've had recently, the nerve pain, oh my God. I actually thought it was if I came home from work last week, I genuinely thought I was having a stroke. I thought, and not in a weird way, before anyone says, it's just to make your face go all... Why have I got to have the nerve pain in my face? I could have it anyway. I could have had shingles in my, on my arm, in my big toe, in my gentleman's regions. Oh, no, you don't want nerve pain in there. Oh, bloody hell. That'd be almost like a turkey twister. No. No, I'm not on board for that. Not at all. Um, yeah, I don't like being ill. Ill is... It's just a nightmare. And then you've got to, you know, you can't concentrate at work. You can't really concentrate at home. I mean, I've got, I'm very guilty of falling asleep on the sofa quite a lot. Um, even more so with these sedatives that I'm taking. Oh, it just, it just is, makes you feel me. I said on the very first episode of this podcast, I said how I don't like feeling uncomfortable. Boy, howdy. Have I been feeling uncomfortable the last week? Um... We have had a, a a tweet from Dan Griffin, which I will get back to later, but um, he said for our I episode, he puts forward illnesses because it's for making us wait, for making you wait, the lovely Rantiverse, uh, for more Rantimeisters. And we're mindful of that. We want to still bring some cheerfulness to your world and some 
idiocy as well, I suppose. <laughs> Our own brand of fucking mental behaviour. Um, so here we are. Here we are. But that's the illnesses. I mean, I challenge anyone, anyone to say that illness is a good thing. And you see all these news reports of people being, you know, suffering all, you know, in, in other countries and even in this country as well. It's the things that people go through. Is, it can be very personal, some illnesses. And, you know, I've made clear that some of my members of my family who are very poorly that need help. And it's just a nasty position to be in. No one wants to be that ill. Everyone should be given a a real chance of leading a happy, healthy, functioning life. It's very sad. Oh, I'm getting gloomy already. What am I doing? It's James's job to get people gloomy with the serious topics. Hmm. I better move on. I think I better move on. Um, I'm going to swap some of these this order around, I think. Uh, my next pick. I've had... So, it's to do with the food stuff. They've been in short supply recently due to the cost of living and things not being available in the shops. I need to moan about cherry tomatoes. I'm not sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I don't like cherry tomatoes. And people are thinking, well, what's wrong with cherry tomatoes? The thing is, right, I remember I had a bad experience. I had a bad cherry tomato-related incident. Yeah. And it may have been 31 years ago, but I still remember it. It's weird how some things like that stick in your brain. I remember being five years old and going to someone I was at primary school with, birthday party. And do you remember back in the day when you had a sort of finger food? They'd do traffic lights on a stick. They don't add it. I think you should be like either pineapple or cheese in the middle, or green grape, and something red on the top. Five year old Ben, in his infinite wisdom, took a big bite of the red one, thinking it's a red grape. I like red grapes. They're all right. You had a green grape, it was obviously going to be a red grape. It wasn't, it was cherry tomato. And it's one of those things where you're so sure about what you're about to bite into. And you're biting into something else, you, you recoil in horror. You're just like, ah, what is this seedy madness? And it's because of that, ever since I've not been... people. I've seen people just pick cherry tomatoes out of the package and eat them whole. My son does it. And it gives me the old wally cobbles. It does. I can't, I can't do it. I don't see how people... I don't mind them cut up and mixed up in salads or whatever. Or like mixed, you make bread with them sometimes. Don't mind that if they're with something else. But I can't just pick them up and eat them. That seems mad to me. Really genuinely mad. Legitimately mad. Yeah, see what I did there. Shout out to Morgan Fitch. I can't eat cherry tomatoes. And I'm sure if James was here now, he'll probably say, I bloody love cherry tomatoes. What's wrong with cherry tomatoes, you freak? Well, traumatic. That's what it was. Utterly traumatic experience with cherry tomatoes. I still have flashbacks. Little red spheres of numbing inevitability. No. No, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> of all the things to really hate as well, cherry tomatoes. I'm not a picky eater. I've made clear my hatred of cauliflower. Uh, the, you know, the gnarly, anemic trees of doom. They have no business in society whatsoever. Not whatsoever. But it's weird how um, 
something like that from all those years ago can just stick in your head. It just seems strange. I'm sure I'd love to hear from people who have had something similar. They've, or like even they've drunk something. Have you ever like picked up a mug or something thinking, oh yeah, I just need to finish my cup of tea, but you've picked it up and it's something else. Surely people have the same thing. I'm sure I can't be alone on that sort of experience. But it just put me off cherry tomatoes for life. Um, <laughs> which is just mad. When I'm saying these things out loud, without James here, it seems even weirder in my head. I mean, it seems even weirder saying something like that. That I hate cherry tomatoes. Because you know, yeah, and he's going to say he loves cherry tomatoes. And then even, they even come up in everyday conversation. I was watching an episode of Sarah and Duck with my son the other week. And they're eating bloody cherry tomatoes. And then they're in the news. Cherry tomatoes are currently unavailable due to shortages. And they get, just get out of my head. Tomatoes do not belong in my brain. They have no place. I mean, even the, the salad tomatoes, the bigger ones. I can't just pick them up and eat it. That's weird to me as well. It just so happened that this experience was with a cherry tomato. I just, again, just cut them up. I don't mind tin tomatoes, because tin tomatoes, you mix in with stuff. You put it in a lasagna or a cottage pie or something. Cherry tomatoes can get in the bin. And I know there's going to be... I bet Sam Rogers loves a, a Sam, I bet you love a cherry tomato. And Cam Griffin. They were still bullying me last time about um, cauliflower hash browns. It's a vegetable. It's a th you're replacing a vegetable with a vegetable. I also saw a, a packet of something in Asda that was uh, plant-based mashed potato. I wasn't of the opinion that potato was anything other than plant-based. You don't have to market it like that just for vegans. Just market it, just say butter-free. You don't have to put plant-based. It comes from the fucking plant. It's, 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 in, the, it's in the ground. So where do you pull a potato out from? It's <laughs> a potential title there. Where do you pull a potato out from? Oh, the mic could boggle with that. That could be anywhere. That could be a party trick. You might you don't see that on Britain's Got Talent, do you? Tonight, Simon Cow, I'm going to pull a potato out of my ass. We'll give it a go. <laughs> Get people talking. Get a shot look on Dex's face, that's for sure. Um, right, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's rant number two. Um... So, I will say, uh, it is an apology for this episode, really, because it's going to be a bit weird. It's going to be a bit slapdash because it's just me. Um, but we had planned for, because James and I are both wrestling fans, um, we had planned to do a couple of WrestleMania specials, considering time of recording we're in the week leading up to Wrestlemania but when, when this goes out we'd have had this year's Wrestlemania but they had to be put on the shelf sadly uh, we had some brilliant artwork designed by Pigs Pladders who we will get to in a second and it's just going to have to wait I'm afraid we will do it we did record one but the audio was a little bit iffy and I wasn't particularly happy with it because we people who have noticed notice, we, we do tend to like a bit of structure on this podcast and uh it just didn't seem right, really. Something wasn't clicking right on it. So, And then James and I both got ill, so we had to shelf number two. And uh, here we are. Here I am, talking to you in front of a screen with no one to look at with their sippy cup. It's weird. Do I miss James? 
I never thought I'd say that. But I do. I miss my little buddy. Hope you get well soon, mate. But, anyway, on to something else. Now, as I mentioned at the start, uh, James and I recently went on the Morgan Fitch pub quiz, uh, where we, as a team, were resoundingly beaten by Team Chain Wrestling of Cy uh, Powell and Max. During that contest, there seemed to be a little bit of an argument breakout between myself and our artwork creator extraordinaire, King Pig's Bladders. And it all stems from the fact that because, as most of you know, I provide Ben's Word of the Week on that show, and during the pub quiz they had people send in voice notes as questions, um, and one of them was Pig's Brothers. And everyone said how he sounded like me, and I decided to choose Millwall Chris as the sexiest sounding um, question provider of that show, even though he sounded, because he was all bunged up, he sounded like Holly from Red Dwarf. All right, dudes. Um, but Pig's Brothers was a little, was upset by this, and I was sorry in the end. Eventually, I was sorry, but we've received a message today, which I'm going to play for you now. Now I could rant about the fact that I didn't get the sexiest voice in the Morgan Fitch book quiz, but I'm not going to. I'm bigger than that. I understand, you know. Ben's under a lot of pressure. Young whippersnapper like myself nibbling at his heels in the sexy voice takes. It's understandable why he's under pressure. So I get it. So, Ben, I forgive you. It's okay. See? I'm over it now. It's all good. We're back on level terms. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the Nottingham twang, you know. If it hadn't been for Chris's congestion, <laughs> he'd have got it. Hands down. Hands down. But it's water under the bridge. I did ask people to send voice notes for rants, and he wants his rants about that. But he's, no, we're all good. He is the bigger man. I accept that. You know, I was concerned. I was concerned that my bland yet melodic vocal stylings were going to be usurped by this newcomer. I just had this this new new thing, new, new talent I never knew I had. Apparently my voice is amazing. But his lilt is good. I enjoy it. I enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah. And anyway, Pig's Bladder's Word of the Week doesn't really flow quite as well on the old jingle, does it? It's true. It's true. I was worried about my place. But hey, water under the bridge. Awkward pig's brothers. It, to be fair, he is amazing. He's, he's determined to get Iron Sheik to follow him at the moment, which uh, someone I voted for when he was asking for ideas. Um, and it made me laugh a lot. It makes always makes me laugh, some of his artwork. Um, I'm worried that one of my rants I've got coming up a little bit later may result in some more, uh, you know, a pig's brother special. But we'll see. We'll have to see. Okay, moving on. Um, so I've decided to, to keep with tradition, and I will provide a moron of the week this week. So my moron of the week, rather than it be an individual you know, celebrity or named person, uh, I'm going to group some people together here. Because it, it was something I saw today that, quite frankly, annoyed me. I mean, really annoyed me. I was on the Twitter, the Twitter machine, and um, a certain celebrity's name was was trending. And you always think when people are a certain age, they either have died or they've been arrested for doing something awful. 
Uh, and the name that popped up was David Jason. And the issue I had with that was, I think it turned out he had a illegitimate daughter or something like that. That was the story. The issue I had was that there were some trolls, and we've talked about trolls so many times in this podcast, so I'm not going to dwell too much. Some troll, trolls seem to go to all sorts of tactics, just trying to stay relevant, stay popular. And it is full-on schoolyard sort of mentality. It's just, oh, I want to be in the cool crew. I want to act like a dick so much that people accept me. There was one user, which, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to name the, the user because there's no point because he doesn't deserve it. There was one user who shared an article about David Jason, about he told an inappropriate joke on a radio show. Now, this tweet was sent out today, but the article was from 14 years ago. Now, in this guy's tweet, he didn't say that it's 14 years ago. He just shared the article without any additional speech or anything and I'm thinking what is the point 14 years is a long time we talked about on H we talked about H for hindsight I mean yeah fine it was not the smartest thing to do anyway but why share that article when it's when the story that's come out is something totally different we do have a message coming from James a little bit later of something on a similar ilk but a lot of people whenever you see something trending you think oh well I was guilty is guilty of some absolute horrific crime. And I just think, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest David Jason fan anyway. I mean, I didn't, I, I, I don't like Only Fools and Horses. I never really have. And I'm not ashamed to say that either. I've made it clear here before, it will be an O choice of mine. It annoyed me because it went on too long. Um, and then, I mean, I never really watched Open All Hours. I probably only watched that because of Ronnie Barker, because I was a big two Ronnie's fan. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I've never watched Frost or any of the other bits and pieces that David Jason has done. But I just don't think it was, you think, well, just why? What is going through these people's head while they sit alone in their mum's basement, bashing away on their keyboard, among other things? To share that article from 14 years, it just seems bizarre to me. I don't know if I'm wrong, but it is a case of it's the kid at the back of the you know the cool group thinking, oh, I want to be accepted too. Please, please, I'll do anything. Go on, I'll give you all my lunch money. Just fuck off. All of you. And our trolls in any way are bizarre. They're bizarre. And when people say, oh, yeah, well... When he was, when David saw David Jason was trending, we thought, well, it's either dead or nonce. And you think, whoa, that's the mentality now of people. It was the dude's birthday not that long ago. That's probably why he was trending initially. And now this story about his daughter. But people jump into that conclusion. It just winds me up. It winds me up. But hey, trolls don't deserve much of anything really these days. I mean, I, I've said before, you know, I, I, I've indulged in light-hearted banter before and it's been taken as being a troll, but then I get attacked by trolls for it. I, I called someone an erotic sherbet lemon before. I mean, they took huge offence to that. Huge offence of copying parts of my profile saying, block this idiot, block this guy, and they think, really? I'm just here to have a laugh. 
I mean, in all my everyone knows now my beef with Emma Thompson. No, that got blown out of proportion as well. Mm. At least the argument with pig's blood is put to bed. You know, that won't spiral out of control. Although there is a Photoshop <laughs> of me stabbing him in the back. I didn't mean it. And he used that same picture to mock up something for Seamus. So, you know, I'm still the silver medal. Yeah. guess I am the main man if I'm doing this, though, so I still have that. Yeah. Anyway, on to some messages we've had. So, I put a tweet earlier on today, as I say, saying, any rant you've got going, no limits, it's not A to Z this week, you can rant about anything you like, let me know, and I'll read them out. Um, and some of these are amazing, so you guys are awesome. Where should we start this week? Uh, we will start with Pig's Bladders. So, we've got people that walk slowly for the sake of it. Not old or infirm people who have no choice, but those twats that walk around the supermarket at one mile an hour, looking at every item, or down the street where it's too narrow to get round them and they won't move out of the way. Oh my God, this is so true. The supermarket thing is mental. I used to hate it when I worked at the supermarket, let alone now when I'm just a customer. I swear, you don't need to look at every single yoghurt and you know fill them for viscosity of the package <laughs> it's not the only it's not the only package that's viscous um, and fruit as well fruit and veg fruit and veg prices are going up like crazy anyway but do you have to really stand and feel all the feel all the fruit all the loaves of bread but the other ones are the ones that walk slowly anyway but then they Basically, get to the end of an aisle. They park their trolley in the middle of the aisle, just go off for a wander. They go for a wander. I mean, there is no need. There is no need. The people walking down the street, yes, again, particularly it's always when there's a, a narrow pavement or sidewalk for our American friends, um, and they never move. I'm sort of it's courteous to sort of move that way. Or you do the weird, inappropriate, ineffective dance. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I'll move. No, you move. I'll move. I'll just get out of the way. If I don't move, if they don't move, there's potential for me being run over by an old lady's Hyundai. Do you really want that to happen? Do you really want that on your conscience, me to be run over by a car like that? Okay, no, I'm going to put myself in harm's way. You move. Breathe in. Coming through. <laughs> Uh, where next? Oh, where should we go? We should go to Ben, at Bendy Jim on Twitter. Hello, Ben. Beautiful, strong name. Strong name there, Ben. Preachy Vegans, Ben says. Oh, man, this is going to set Fitch off. This was discussed at length on Fitch's episode. It's okay to be vegan. It is okay. You know, people do it for ethical reasons, for health reasons. All sorts. I'm happy with that. But yeah, it's the people who would stand preaching whilst holding some asparagus. You know, God's own asparagus as well. Not throw religion into the mix. I don't know why I said that. But the people say you should eat vegans. It would just, At the moment, veganism is a, is a choice. You know, it shouldn't be forced upon you like that. 
if you want to go vegan, that's your choice. If you've got reasons, absolutely fine. My niece has gone vegetarian because she doesn't want to eat animals. You know, she's 13. That's her choice. She's got her head on her shoulders. Full credit to her. I don't need your Gwyneth Paltrow's and your Madonna's and whoever else saying, I only eat plant-based. I only do this. Good for you, but keep it to yourself. There's no need to be all preachy and whatever. And I bet, I've said before, I bet they have leather wallets or leather handbags or, or leather seats in their car, something like that, these ridiculous vegans. Uh, okay, where next? Uh, we go to the awesome Chris Bellis, at real Chris Bellis on Twitter, the Twitter. Uh, oh, very specific. Oh, I like a very specific rant. I do enjoy a very specific rant. Gobby teenagers on school trips. <laughs> Gobby teenagers, full stop, really. Uh, right, let's see. Gobby teenagers, on, bleh, Gobby teenagers on school trips. Just had a lovely rainy seaside walk with the wife. Crowd of high school kids were on a school trip, so we let them by. A teacher stood and watched King Chav try to impress his mates by being clever. Now, this scrote didn't figure for crossing the acid king of podcasting, so he got plenty back. Even the wife piped up against him, which never happens, and I've never wanted her more. <laughs> Teacher just let it happen. We should be allowed to drown them like rats. Te this generation of teen teenagers are insane. How we've let them get to that point, I don't understand. The problem is now, me coming from a, a family of teachers... If only we could do things like even when I was at school, if you were messing about in class or on a trip, you got you know back of the hand, you got the board, the old blackboard erasers, you got one end thrown at you, and it bloody hurt. But you never did it again. But now, as soon as anyone lifts a finger, even if it is like a finger poke of doom, it's oh we're going to sue you. You're going to be relieved of your position. You're going to not teach again. Never be able to teach again. And it's a shame, because I think teachers, when they're out in public, it should be a level of discipline. I would never treat like that, particularly if someone's clearly out on a, you know, on a walk or on a, a trip out. Why why mouth off to people like that? But we've had a run-in with teenagers, well, my wife has, my wife, um, because she was driving home with my son in the car once, and... Uh, two lads from a local secondary school decided to play chicken in front of her. Now, my wife's only had her driving um, licence for four months. So, understandably, got really shaken up by it. And we've complained to the school. Well, my mother-in-law has. More of mother-in-law's in a minute. And you think, again... Initially, she thought, oh, he's just sort of, he's not seen me, or he's gone out while looking at his phone, not seen and stopped. But then he, the kid runs across the stop car and runs around the back, banging the back. Why did you do it? What have you got to gain from acting like that? Because now what's happened is there's been a complaint made to the school. All the teachers now are on extra sort of vigilant while they're at school. And they know now that any more of it would be a bad rep for the school and it could lead to, if they get names or photos, because that's where it will go next. If my wife had had a dash cam, you know, we would have given the school the footage. 
and that child would have been, or I would think, suspended just for dicking about. That's all teenagers seem to do these days, just dick about. In our house now, well, in our house now, in our house anyway, we've got a path at the back of our garden. It's a footpath which goes between the sort of our house and the house at the back. And my dog will go and bark at someone who walks along that path. But, yeah, you get knobhead teenagers running sticks along the fence, shouting, swearing. Oh, kids today. Kids today and their drugs. So I agree with you, Chris. Absolute nightmare, those people. Okay. We'll get to uh, Tres Butler in a minute. Um, where should we go next? So, yeah, so Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21, in addition to what he said about illnesses, <laughs> this this week, fitting for old Lord Gruyere Gonads and his situation, his plant du jour, I'm not good with French, I can do Spanish, El Diablo Melodico, but uh, whatever that says, his planty du jour is illness. Felt shit yesterday because of a terrible night's sleep on Sunday. Got a good kip last night and turns out I'm also under some mystery lurgy that's got me bunged up, nauseous and drowsy. It's doing my tits in. Preach to that. I mean, I think I should have taken shares out in Old Bass the last few weeks. I mean, it wouldn't have helped me. It would have made me ice dream, but my sinuses would have been bloody fantastic. Um. Okay. Where shall we go next? We shall go to an old friend of mine at SazzleDazzle9 on Twitter. The Twitter? The use of sirens in music, especially while I'm driving. Right. I totally relate to this because there's a song that usually comes onto the radio station I'm listening to that bugs the shit out of me because of the noise that goes on in the background. I agree with the sirens, but... The noise in the background, it is, the song is uh, Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders. Great song, brilliant song, go and listen to it. The problem is, there's a noise halfway through that song, which sounds exactly like the sound my car makes when the check engine light comes on. So I'm always paranoid that something's wrong with the car whenever that, whenever that song comes on. So I agree. Um... She also says, having a squillion AA batteries in the drawer, I need for the thing that needs new batteries to need triple A's. Oh, yes. Now, with this, um, I'm a bit anal with stuff like that. <laughs> anal. Um, I have a battery case that takes all sorts of batteries. So whenever I get batteries, I put them in the big case. So I know I've always got some of all the size. And I've got some that are rechargeable. Um I do have a man drawer that has some batteries in it as well, but I've got my big ass case. I'm funny about batteries. I need to have batteries of all sorts, all sizes. But the rechargeable ones are cool. I'm getting excited about batteries. I don't understand why. But the rechargeable ones, you you get a shitload of double A size, and then if you want a C or a D, they come with like little adapters that are the size of a big battery. But you put the little battery in it. It's a genius idea. Genius idea. Well, Pigsquad has, has responded to uh, Sarah saying, my issue with batteries is there's loads of batteries in the drawer, but all of them are flat. Who's saving flat batteries? Come on. I bet it's something Morty's wife saves. Morty, if you're listening, please tell me your wife saves dead batteries or plants them or does something. I'm sure. I'm sure something like that. That screams Dr. Wife. 
uh, Sarah's other rat is, I also learned this week that despite not having a coastline, Bolivia has a navy of 5,000, which made me irrationally annoyed. Weirdly, I knew this. So I knew this. I'm sure it was probably on QI or something like that. But I think they did have a coastline, but they had a war with Chile, and they lost it. So they're totally landlocked. But yeah, they do still have a navy. They have some special day of the sea, I think, in Bolivia, where they celebrate everything to do with the sea, even though they have no coastline. I totally understand why that would make you annoyed. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, Lauren. Lauren on Twitter. Which, who, uh, her hand, your handle, Lauren. I mean, I could try and say, I get what you're trying to say. But if I say it out, it's going to make me sound like some disenfranchised whale. Lawashrindi. 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 Oh, I could be in the cast of Finding Nemo. <laughs> um, so Lauren <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. Um, the new tops on bottles. Why must you stay connected? There is no reason. Oh, my God. Totally. Totally. Because if you look on the label of some of these bottles as well, half them, you can't recycle the lids, all the labels. They think, what is the point? What is the point? And plus, when I'm doing, it's all right with like the um, like the water bottles. They've got the sports cap. But um, yeah, like your Diet Coke bottles and things like that. You just get them cutting your nose on the little prongs. No, not home to that. Agreed. Uh, daylight saving. It's pointless to stop it. Is it pointless? It's annoying. Again, so last weekend, as of time of recording in the UK, the clocks went forward. Um, again, it throws me out for a couple of days. It throws my son out for a couple of days. I put either too late or too early, whichever way it happens. Um, I quite like it, though, because it does mean it gets lighter in the evening. I'm all right with it being lighter in the evening. I'm not one of those people who gets sad because it gets dark all the time in the winter. But when you're waking up to go to work and it's dark and you then work in a dark office all day and then you leave to go home at five o'clock and it's dark, you think, I just want a bit of sunlight, just a little bit. Otherwise I'm just sort of some shriveled up old plant, devoid of nourishment. Well, that could be a title, devoid of nourishment. Um, so is it pointless? I think they should stop it, but kind of see the point um revisited one yes once well, so lauren did send one in for our our g episode but we um it's a bit late for us to record it uh sugar being removed from drinks health is important save the children etc but some health conditions rely on glucose stop sacrificing us yeah yeah my sister's diabetic so i know the importance of of buying full sugar stuff um have it on a rare occasion but you know the one time you don't have it as a backup is the time someone has a you know a, a hypo or, or whatever it's yeah oh hang on hang on a minute um <laughs> so sean on twitter sean six seven four oh two nine one nine that's a catchy handle uh the lid on the coke bottle scratches the inside of your nost nostril one you take a drink yeah oh yeah you don't want any coke lid a coke lid habit up you know a coke habit up your nose mm, yeah let's think about that um okay oh and there's more from lauren the fluffy slider shoe things they're not remotely sensible they are fluff stop inflicting them on the public 
I don't get sliders in general. I, I don't get, get, get crocs in general. People say, oh, yeah, I've got these awesome crocs. Are they awesome? Are they? They're just a flip-flop with a colander on top. They're not that awesome. I've got big-ass feet anyway as well, so any things like that I buy have to, probably have to be specially made, especially moulded. I don't want specially moulded filth on my feet. Fluffy ones, I've not seen a fluffy one. Hmm. That sounds wrong as well. Fluffy, I still don't, I don't understand Ugg boots. Why would people wear Ugg boots outdoors? Especially when it's wet. You're just going to get ruined. Yeah. Uh, right, alcohol-free spirits are the same price as alcohol. Why? Are they? I think it's one of those things, if they're always marketed as an alcohol-free drink, they kind of hike the prices up ridiculously anyway. Uh, I've, never, I've never understood that with other things, let alone this. Um, okay. 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 Trez Butler, my favourite Mancunian. We've got a few here. Escalator etiquette. I have an issue with escalators. I have a definite issue with escalators, so this is going to resonate with me big time. When you want to park your lazy ass on an escalator and not climb down, please saddle to the right. I mean, I do like being lazy on an escalator, but I always do listen lazily to the right, so that's fine by me. Uh, that space is for me to walk down past you. It's not for your fucking bag, and it ain't for your mate. Animals onto arts go two by two, not humans on escalators. He has such a habit of hitting the nail on the head, didn't he? Boom. Agree with that. Bus timetables. Everything about the service is designed to piss you off. You watch the ticky timer wind down with your favourite bus number only to watch it get cancelled or say it's arrived with no bus. Just post accurate time so I can plan my day rather fill my timetable with false hope. Absolutely. We have issues here that buses just get cancelled or they change the routes at the last minute. Uh, we don't have to run them too much now now that my wife, my wife has passed her driving test. But no one seems to know when you ask someone at a bus station what's going on they don't know they just stand at the screen and they just stand at the screen but fuck what's happening oh man um, now this one goes a little bit over my head this next one from Trez Butler I think I know about it but I might not Childish Gambino I'd like to take you to a late 80s early 90s project in South Central and let nature take its course Hip-hop music has only gotten worse over the last 10 years and you're the poster boy for its demise. Mm. I'm not down with the hippity-hop. You know, I know about all the famous, you know, the famous rappers like your Eminem and Eminem. You know, Dr. Drake and Jizzy Tissue and everyone like that, but I'll take your word for that. Childish Gambino sounds like a sort of the, the teenagers we spoke about earlier. Oh, stop it, you, being such a childish Gambino. <laughs> I'm probably, I think I know who he means, but uh, I think we'll leave that there to avoid any more embarrassment. Uh, fog joggers. Fog joggers. Call them foggers for short. I'm going to call them foggers. Why not? It's dark out. I'm going for a walk. Hits canal. Fog jogger wants to pass on inside, light on torch, unnecessarily bright, vision blurred, twat what's inside a toad bath, steering my blurry eyed ass towards the river. Every single time. Shower of bastards. Joggers <laughs> uh, in general I have an issue with. Particularly ones who seem to be, want to be nice. I'm out walking my dog and this jogger will come past in high-vis everything. 
luminescent, I don't know, luminescent bloomers. Can you get luminescent bloomers? No, probably can now. And they said, morning. I was just like, hello, sweaty man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I could end up in the river as well. Some of the people shouldn't be jogging. I mean, I should never jog. I'm not built for jogging. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, I'd be a very inappropriate jogger. But I hope you haven't ended up in a canal trust, but I really do. Uh, his last one. People will say, have a nice day. Have a nice go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me, that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I'm totally on board with all of those. Totally on board. Um, okay. Sam Rogers, Mr. Rogers 88. Good old Sam. In-laws. Oh, I could open a can of worms here, couldn't I? Without sounding like a Les Dawson joke. My mother-in-law, um, she doesn't make a sound when she moves. So you, could, you turn around and suddenly she's there. And you never quite expect it. It's, it's worrying, really worrying. Um... It's also put, people who hum incessantly. Now, I had to clarify something with Sam about this. When he said, people who hum incessantly, I had to clarify whether he meant as if the <laughs> the musical sound uh, or the smell or a bit of both. Um, Sam came back, a bit of both, but the sound has grated on me most today. My grandmother, God bless her, she used, she used to hum in terms of music. And she was quite a religious lady, God bless her. Um... And she used to hum hymns, but you'd be able to hear, you knew, unlike my mother-in-law, you'd be able to hear when my grandma was coming because uh, she, you'd hear her humming and then you'd hear her hearing aids reacting to the sound of the hum. So at the time, it, I probably found it quite annoying, but looking back on it now, it's quite endearing, really, something like that. So I'm, not, I'm all right with humming. And if people didn't hum, you'd never be able to play a kazoo. And I love, bloody love a kazoo. There you go, another little fact about me. I've uh, got more from Sam. Tesla owners, or oh, we're going to poke the Elon Musk bear here. Tesla owners, they feel it necessary to tell you how marvellous the car is, then they give you an in-depth demo of the Tesla app. I hope you're reading this, Elon. He won't be reading that. He won't be reading that. Um, Tesla's, I think, technologically, they're incredible. Um... But put in everyday situations, they will be the market leader. But as of now, not so much. The, the app thing, I mean, in my line of work, I, I deal with all sorts of stats involving claims and incidents and accidents and all sorts. Teslas are notoriously tricky to try and sort out from a security point because they're all controlled by this app and you can you know, lock the car with your phone. That's so easily hacked. There's got to be a, a like a fail-safe or in, within that system that could be hacked. I mean, could be an insurance risk, could be all sorts. I don't te I don't mind Tesla owners as long as they're like the vegans. They're not preachy about it. You see enough of them about, but it's just, yeah, it's quite something. Um, okay, uh, another one from Sam. People who ask if you've been somewhere, e.g. a bar, and when you acknowledge you have, 
they still continue to tell you about it as though you've never been. Yeah, I get that's why annoying. Yeah, because you could you could say, oh yeah, I have been there. But, oh yeah, well they do the coolest ale, or they do the, they saw the coolest band there. Like, yeah, I know, I saw the poster. And that just that just kills the conversation. Honestly, Sam, do you really want to be the guy that kills the conversation? Oh, we all know that answer is yes. We all know that answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to check for any more. Any more for any more. I think I've covered everyone. Sort of, uh, the message. Thank you, everyone, for, for messaging in. Um, because, again, I only put that on, yeah, nine hours ago. And it's uh, much appreciated. Much appreciated that anyone takes the time to contact me uh, with their rants. And I'm glad we're providing this sort of service for you. Okay, so moving on. Uh, obviously, Lord Cheesy Beans James is conspicuous by his absence this week. Um, he is currently on his deathbed with illness, as we've uh, already mentioned. But he has sent in a little message of a rant he wanted. He wanted to have a little bit of a soapbox moment on our recording basically it wouldn't be anything related to a, to an I which would be the next letter we were doing uh, it's just something he really wanted to have a moan about really um, so he has sent us this this is uh, Cheesy Beans writing in for, for Rantomeisters uh, just to give a little update on um, my rants and my wishes for this very different episode that Ben has very kindly put together. As you can probably hear, my voice is all over the place. Uh, I currently think I have tonsillitis. I think it might just be a very heavy sore, th sore throat, though. Fingers crossed for the latter, as that'll go a bit quicker. My big rant I wanted to do, not actually with regards to our A to Z, I wanted to say it off the back of recent events in, in the media, um, and I wanted to just touch on the Jonathan Majors situation in which he has been accused of doing something horrible, um, which if he is guilty, he can fuck off. Like there is no, there's no, there's no, uh, forgiveness for, for him if he, if he is guilty. The key word there is if. The news broke and the world and his wife inside the fandoms um, of Marvel and the opposite fandoms who want to see Marvel fail or whatever, whoever it may be, they decided he was guilty on all counts. Um, we don't have the facts. We don't have the necessary information we aren't we weren't witness to the crime we don't know if this guy has done it and if he has then i hope he has the book thrown at him uh, and he never works in hollywood again um if he didn't do it then a lot of people need to apologize because they've dragged his name through the mud and it's more the reaction of people the general public to breaking news like this where something has happened and someone has been arrested they are instantaneously guilty now there is a little thing in the world 
called Innocent Until Proven Guilty. And I think that that is very apropos here for people to remember. As I say, if he's guilty, he can fuck off. But he might not be guilty. We don't know. I'm going to hand back to Ben now. Um, and hopefully this was uh, clear enough that can be listened to and used. I don't really know what my voice is doing today, but it is not good. Wish beans well. Over to you, Ben. Thank you for that. Oh, Pauline positive. Um, we do wish beans well. We do wish beans well. He didn't sound very... Uh... Very healthy there, did he? But, um, yeah. I mean, this goes into what I was saying about David Jason earlier. You think the whole innocent till proven guilty thing doesn't have any credence in uh, in this day and age anymore with the social media age and your trolls and people jumping to conclusions. But absolutely, if... I mean, I, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't know much about this story. I only listen to news on certain websites or you know, read certain things. I, d- I, I didn't know about this. Um, I didn't really know who Jonathan Majors was, but I've, I've had a little look into him the last sort of couple of days, so I know who he is now. But, yeah, I agree with James wholeheartedly. If someone has done that crime, that deed, they should absolutely have the book thrown at them, particularly if there's someone who is of importance, like an actor or a professional capacity um they should be made an example of if they've done something to that effect so yeah wholeheartedly agree with that 100 percent. although i am slightly disappointed in james because i messaged him after he sent me that voice note saying he had the opportunity probably the only opportunity he'd ever have to use the phrase now back to the studio and that would have been so good but apparently that three minute voice note he sent me took Every little bit of his voice to do that, and he's gone back to being a squeaking, quivering mess. Um, yeah, no more than usual. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I'll do a little bit. So, um, okay. So I've got two more rants to get through, and then I do have a boiling point for this week as well. So I'll be interested to know your guys' opinions on that. Um, my, as my boiling point is quite quite a serious one. Um, I'm going to go I will finish off with a silly little rant Um, but my next one therefore is uh, deadpan humour and deadpan stand up comedy it winds me up it it winds me up when someone keeps straight face and you see some comedians that well they're doing a stand up comedy gig or whatever they're laughing along or they're laughing with the audience and I like that it sort of makes me more emotionally involved in the in the gig or the show or whatever. Some people can can pull it off. I mean, Jack D is an example of a comedian who you'd never really see laugh unless you find something really really funny. Um, but people who do this part, of the, I get it with people everyday people as well. So he's a little secret slash story. So on our F episode um, for my moron of the week, I. Um, I picked Sally Field, but I was I had a few people on my list. James nicked one of my ideas of Will Ferrell. Um, one option I had was Boba Fett, and the other one I had was French people. Now I've got nothing against 
the French at all. But a friend of my wife is married to a Frenchman, and he's a, he's a nice bloke. He's definitely a nice bloke. I can't click with his sense of humour, though. Maybe it's that sense of humour, the dry, yeah, deadpan sense of humour. I, I don't know. I just... Because I'm one who like I like to laugh. I mean, I kick all inappropriate words. Blamange, narcolepsy. That's not an not a inappropriate word, but everyone likes to say narcolepsy, narcolepsy, sparkle muffin, midwifery. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I've got to keep that in my mind palace. I've got to let I've got to let Morty and Fitch know about midwifery. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I struggle to to um, sort of link with that sort of comedy. I don't like things like The Office. I don't like comedy shows that are cringy or that have no laughter track. And even comedy dramas in some... My, my, my wife loves watching uh, Doc Martin. No, can't watch that. I like comedy shows that have a laugh. I don't like canned laughter when you know it's so obviously fake laugh. But... When you know there's a studio audience laughing along, it just makes it funnier. And that's why I like stand-up. James doesn't like stand-up comedy, but I really do. I've seen loads of stand-ups. And it's just good to laugh. It makes you feel good to laugh. Or hear other people. When I hear other people laughing, even when I'm with my family or friends or whatever and someone laughs, it makes you feel happy. It makes you laugh as well. I don't see anything wrong with that. Why You wouldn't just sit in stony silence, would you? Well, I mean, you might do, but then you've clearly got no soul. Um, yeah. Just deadpan comedy. I don't, yeah. Some people love it. Some Again, things like The Inbetweeners. Don't like Inbetweeners. I've never, I'd never probably really watched it anyway, but I just didn't get the humour. I didn't get Borat or Ali G, you know, stuff like that. Bo Selector. Nah. Not down with that. Not down with that at all. Um, okay, so as we said, this is a slightly condensed episode of uh, Randomizers this week because it is just me talking. I won't bore you for two hours like we usually do. I'll only bore you for about half of that. Um, my last rant is a short one, but it's a funny one, and it could warrant uh, a little piece of artwork from Pig's Bladders today at work. Uh, an item of clothing on my person broke or tore or, you know, that sort of thing. It was my belt. Now, I'm a large chap, and obviously any trousers or whatever that I've bought, they tend to sort of expand, and when I've lost weight, I've tried to lose weight, it's a bit too big. I need a belt, and I like wearing belts anyway. If I don't wear a belt, I feel a bit weird. It's like when you go out and you forget to wear your watch. You just feel odd. Um... But yeah, my belt broke. And I'm so consciously aware of it. I'm starting to think now, maybe I should switch to like old school and go for the go for the braces. But then that paints a picture of my head of that no one really wants to see of me in a string vest and braces with a flat cap and a pipe. Um do your best, Pigs Brothers. Um And again, I'm a large bloke, so it's very rare that a high street store will have a belt my size. I can just go in and be oh no, I'll get that one, that's alright. These, these outlets do not cater for the rotund. I, I just... It baffles me. It baffles me. You have to specially order them, which makes me feel like I'm the same size as some sort of hillock. My hillock, or am I more of a hillock? 
a rolling hillock. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm a rolling hillock and I end up in a leafy glade. Um, luckily, I have a spare belt, so I have a belt for tomorrow. So I'm not going to twine or bootlaces or floss. Well, that'd be, no, that would be very good. You wouldn't want to make a belt out of dental floss. You don't want your hips to have gingivitis. Um, I think I better end belts there. So, thank you for listening to all of my rants. I hope my bland yet melodic vocal stylings have helped carry you through this episode. Um, we will be back to normal service, hopefully, uh, for next week when we do go back to the A to Z and my partner in crime is back with me. Um, but I will end with my boiling point. Um, and this is something that's happened a couple of times in the last week. Um, it's something that's happened many times before. It involves... Uh, sportsmen who surround referees or attacking referees attacking each other these people are supposed to be role models the one that's bugged me today particularly is there's been a recent uh, women's football match in Scotland which was Rangers versus Celtic mm. for those of you who don't follow football in terms of derbies and rivalries Rangers versus Celtic is one of the biggies let's face it two Glasgow clubs and I think what happened was Celtic had equalised in the 99th minute or something like that and were celebrating a draw at the end of the game absolutely fine but what the Rangers assistant manager did was stomp onto the pitch go up to the Celtic coach and he seems to headbutt him in the back of the head why? why do that? Why do that when you know the game is televised? You know there's going to be cameras. I get it that football is an emotional sport. 100% get it. But you don't expect that of a coach. You think of all the players playing for Rangers who think, how the hell has my assistant coach done that? This is someone in a position of power, a position of trust, who has betrayed that trust by acting so fucking stupidly it just speaks belief. Another example recently was the game, um, uh, FA Cup game between uh, Manchester United and Fulham. So, I think what happened. I mean, I'm a United fan, so I should know. There, the technology has been put in place to help referees now. Things like VAR. All right, they might not be popular, but they're there to make the game fair and to get the decisions right. And nine times out of ten, they do get them right. I've seen ones that they get wrong, but again, it's it's still a human operating the machines, so it's bound to have human error. But this decision was—it was a handball on the goal line, but it, the ball had gone out of play. The referee blew for a corner, but VAR wanted to check, so he goes off to have a look. Before he's even looked at the monitor, the Fulham manager is going crazy and throws a water bottle at the referee, and he gets sent off. And the ref sees the incident, changes his mind makes it a penalty and the old Fulham matey Mitrovic has gone over and sort of pushed into the ref you don't do that he was rightly sent off he rightly should get a lengthy ban he goes I mean my memories of football go back to Paolo Di Canio pushing the referee over and he got a ban for that you think of Cantona Kung Fu kicking the fan back in 95 or whenever it was he got a lengthy ban yeah you don't do it and you've got all those Fulham fans watching, thinking, oh, imagine if 
Fulham get a result here against Manchester United in the FA Cup. How good would that be? What if Mitrovic scores? He'd be a hero. But he's gone from potentially being a hero to being an absolute loser in the space of 10 seconds. And I remember back in the day where you could see fights between players on the same team. There's a famous one of, I think it was Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer playing for Newcastle. They just started, something obviously happened in the game and they just started beating each other up. And you think they got both got sent off. Just a fight, an infight between them led to that. I think Blackburn did it as well. In a European game, I think it was David Batty and Graham Lasseau. They started fighting each other during a game. And these people are supposed to be role models. And it's not just people sort of squaring up. You see stories now that even at sort of kids' stage football, that the referees are having to wear body cameras due to being attacked and verbally abused by players and by parents. And this is at junior level. I can't get it. I can't get it. You don't, I mean, I'm not a rugby fan, but you don't see that in rugby. Obviously, you know, there's fights every now and then, but you certainly don't see it as much. Um, And the referees have much more control over it. And referees are respected. That's not the case in football. And as a football fan, it sort of sickens me, really, that these people who are paid exorbitant amounts of money think that just because they are, they think they can get away with it. And like James said about that's that, that actor fella, Majors, if they do wrong like that, they should have the book thrown at them. And there are people as well who... Uh, famous sportsmen who their attitudes and mentalities you know you think they'd be a role model and there is someone in particular who is Lewis Hamilton I can't stand Lewis Hamilton he's an incredible driver as a person not so much and I'm not going to say too much more because he will be my moron for the L episode when we get there Um, but I'll leave you waiting for that one the media the media don't help sometimes with over-dramatising almost little things. But even when you see things like... I remember when old Cristiano Ronaldo winked to get Wayne Rooney sent off with playing for Portugal versus England. They were teammates at the time, I think. I could be wrong, but I think they were teammates at the time. I mean, you wouldn't do that. It's just childish. It's really childish. It bugs me. It really bugs me. So that's my... <laughs> That's my boiling point. Um, I'm really riled up about it now. Mm. I'm not even on energy drink. I can't drink alcohol at the moment because of my tablets. And I've gone off energy drinks as well because of how it's affected me. Um, so I'm on squash. Yeah. Not on a sippy cup though. I'm not channeling my inner James. Channeling, channeling my inner beans. <laughs> okay. So... I will draw this slightly random episode around to myself to an end there. But um, this has been fun. I hope you don't mind my my voice for, where are we, just over an hour now. As I say, the next time out we will hopefully be back in full force. Uh, we will be back for our I episode on our A to Z. Um, if you do want to reach out to us uh, with a rant, 
be it for RATZ or just any rants in particular, you can find us on Twitter at Rantomeisters. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Rantomeisters as well. Uh, please do reach out. We love reading your messages and the feedback we get is amazing and hilarious all at the same time. Um, yeah, so thank you. If you do want to send a voice note in with a rant like Pigs Brothers and James have done, you can email us, rantomeisters at gmail.com. Um, I've learned how to do it now, so um, we can easily sort of splice it in for you. And that's it. You can find me on Twitter, on the Twitter, on the Twitter machine, at Witticisms of Ben. Uh, you can hear my vocal stylings on the Morty and Fitz show during Ben's Word of the Week. Um, I need some ideas for new words because I've used the word smorgasbord too many times. <laughs> um, uh, James and I have obviously recently appeared on the Morty and Fitch uh, pub quiz, so do check them out um, at Morty underscore Fitch underscore pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm shortly going to be appearing on an episode of Unbooking the Territory with UTT Rob and with um, Dan Griffin, um, so keep an eye out for that and download their current ones because they are just incredible, some of the episodes they've brought out recently. And that's it. Um, so thank you so much for listening to me. Uh, I'll stop boring you now. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.